Once again, I greet you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. I want to thank Pastor Van for allowing me to stand before you and preach God's word. Every time I've come to the United States of America, he has given me this time uh, to preach. So I thank God for that. Uh, in Malawi, before you preach, you have to make sure that everyone is awake, nobody's sleeping. So I hope nobody is going to sleep. So, but we want to do something uh, this morning before we open God's word. So we are going to lift up our hands. When I say, up, up, Jesus, we are going to lift up our hands and say, up, up, Jesus. Are you ready? Yeah. I cannot hear you. Are you ready? Yes. Okay, let's try. Up, up, Jesus. No, 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 no. You went for me first. When I say, up, up, Jesus, then you come after I say that. Are you ready? <laughs> up, up, Jesus. Some of you are not doing it. <laughs> Let's do it again. Up, up, Jesus. Up, up, Jesus. Up, up, Jesus. Up, up, Jesus. Down, down, Satan. Down, down, Satan. Down, down, Satan. Praise God. Let's open our Bibles this morning. In the book of Acts, chapter 27, from verse 13. Acts, chapter 27, from verse 13. I'm going to lead quickly because time is not on our side. In Malawi, there is no time. You can preach as long as you want. But in America, you have to go by time. So when you're in Rome, do what the Romans do. <laughs> Acts chapter 27 from verse 13, the Bible says, When the south wind blew softly, supposing they had obtained their desire, putting out to the sea, they sailed close by creed, but not long after, a tempestuous headwind arose called Eurocridon. So when the ship was caught and could not head into the wind, we let her drive and running under the shield of an island called Croda. I will lead quickly. On verse 20, Now when neither sun nor stars appeared for many days and no small tempest uh, beat on us, all hope that we would be saved was finally given up. But after long abstinence from food, then Paul stood in the midst of them and said, Men, you should have listened to me and not have sailed from Crete and incurred this disaster and loss. Now I urge you to take heart, for there will be no loss of life among you, but only of the sheep. For there stood by, by me this night an angel of God to whom I belong, whom I save, saying, Do not be afraid, Paul. You must be brought before Caesar. And indeed, God has granted you all those sell with you. Therefore, take heart, men, for I believe God. The title of my message this morning is about the storm is coming. What are you going to do? I know I'm speaking to the right people this morning who knows about storms. But I want to remind you that storms are very dangerous. When storms come in a community, they can destroy the whole community. When storms come in a village, they can bring disaster to that village. You remember it well, even here in the United States of America, in Texas, in Florida, we had a big storm that had destroyed people's businesses. It destroyed people's homes. It destroyed people's lives. May they so rest in peace. I remember a couple of years ago, even in my own country, Malawi, we had a big storm that had destroyed people's lives. It had destroyed people's fields. Storms are very dangerous. But the storms that I'm talking today are the storms of lives. 
The storms that we meet every day in our families. The storms that we meet every day in our churches. The storms that we meet in our relationships. Church, I want to tell you, I have seen a lot of families being destroyed because of storms. I have seen a lot of churches being destroyed because of, of these storms. Many people are walking away from churches because of storms. So we have read a story from the Bible in the book of Acts chapter 27 from verse 13. That Paul was in a ship going to Rome to face trial and eventually to be killed. Remember that Paul was arrested for preaching the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. I want to remind you this morning that as you preach the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, as you preach the word of God, you should be willing to suffer for our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, there are a lot of people today who say, I believe Jesus Christ as my personal savior. A lot of people today, they have trusted God. They have trusted Jesus as their personal savior, but they are not willing to suffer for the Lord Jesus Christ. But as we preach the gospel, whether it's here in the United States of America, whether it's in America, you should be willing to suffer for the Lord Jesus Christ. I remember in 1986 when my father was starting this, uh, when starting this church in Malawi. He had to left his job. And people were coming to us and, and laughing at us. They were mocking at us. Why leaving your job? Why leaving your job? Look, your children are suffering. But my father, he was willing to suffer for the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why today I have said there are 300 churches in Malawi, Mozambique, and Zimbabwe. Because someone was willing to suffer for the Lord Jesus Christ. This morning, about 90,000 people were worshipping in Malawi, Mozambique, and Zimbabwe. Because someone was willing to suffer for the Lord Jesus Christ. So the Bible says that Paul was in this ship going to Rome to face trial and eventually to face persecution. And the Bible says that while they were in the ship, there was a storm that arose. The Bible causes a tempestuous storm, a Eurocrydon, that's the name of the storm. That the people in that storm, they were afraid that they are going to die. And when you read in the Bible on verse 20, Now when neither sun nor stars appeared for many days and no small tempest beat on us, all hope that we should be saved was finally given up. The people who were in this ship, they were afraid that they are going to die. They had lost hope that they are going to survive. It was a challenging wind. It was a challenging storm. But we see that Paul is standing in the midst of them. Remember that Paul was a prisoner. He had no authority. He had no power in the ship. But we see Paul is standing up. When people had lost hope that they're going to survive, when people had stopped eating, why eating a hamburger when you know that you're going to die? Why going for a longhorn when you know that night you're going to die? You know, I like longhorn. That's my favorite. But these people, they had stopped eating. They were afraid. And Paul is standing up and said on verse 21, but after long substance from food, then Paul stood in the midst of them and said, Man, you should have listened to me. You know, Paul had already warned about this voyage. 
Paul had warned about this trip that they should not continue. But the people did not listen. Church, I want to tell you, there is a danger of not listening to the word of God. There is a danger when you stop listening from men of God. You know, some people, they will listen to you when something bad happens to them. Paul said, I told you. I warned you. But we see Paul, a great man of God, a prisoner, is standing up. A man without authority. A man who was in the ship. He was going to die. He could have stayed there and say, I don't care. I am going to die. Whether it's in this ship, whether I go to Rome, I'm going to die. But Paul stood in the midst of them. Paul was rising above situations. Paul was rising above circumstances. You know, church, I want to remind you, when storms come in your life, rise above. Rise above. You know, storms will come in your life. Storms will come in your family. But don't let situation control you. Don't wait, let circumstances control you. When those storms come, rise above those circumstances. There'll be storms of sicknesses in your life. There'll be storms in our churches. Uh, they'll come. There'll be storms in our finances. There'll be storms in our, in our relationship. But I want to tell you, rise above circumstances. I like what Warren Wisby said in his book. He said, crisis does not make you a person. The crisis does not make a person, but it shows what a person is made of. Crisis does not make a person, but it shows what a person is made of. James Atkins of Full Gospel Church said, problems when storms comes does not make you a good Christian, but they show what type of Christian that you are. When storms comes in this church, they will not make this church good. When storms comes in your life, they will not make you good, but they will reveal what type of a church we have. But rise above circumstances. Rise above circumstances. When a situation comes, don't let situation control you. You need to control that situation. Let's move quickly here. Some of you may ask me a question. How am I going to rise above circumstances? On verse 21, the Bible says, But after long abstinence from food, then Paul stood in the midst of them and said, Man, you should have listened to me. Remember, Paul was a prisoner. He was nobody in the ship. But Paul is taking charge. When storms come in your life, take charge. Be a captain, man. You know, there are a lot of people today who are sinking in the storm because they have become slaves of those storms. But Paul, he did not look at himself as a prisoner. He took charge. He became a captain. A prisoner becoming a captain. You can become a captain in your storm. Take charge. Take charge. On, this, on the same verse, verse 22, And now I urge you to take heart, for there will be no loss of life among you, but of the sheep. We see that people had stopped eating on verse 21, but after long abstinence from food, then Paul stood in the midst of them. He encouraged the people. You know, church, 
When problems comes, we need to encourage each other. Sometimes we complain. We complain sometimes, say, I don't like my pastor. He makes me sleepy when he preaches. <laughs> Stop whining. When storms come, whether it's in your family, whether it's in the church, we need to encourage each other. Don't complain. Paul stood up and said, no one will lose his life. He took courage. And on number three, remember Paul, don't forget, he was a prisoner. He could have stayed there. He could have sit down and say, I don't care whether people, I'll die, I'll die. But Paul, he did not listen he did not follow his heart. He laid his heart. Church, I want to tell you, when storms come in your life, don't follow your heart. Lead your heart. Following your heart is listening to your emotions. Following your heart is letting situations control you. But leading your heart is listening from God. Listening from the Holy Spirit. Lead your heart. Don't follow your heart. And on verse uh, 34, the Bible says on verse 34 that uh, Paul, uh, therefore, I urge you to take nourishment for this is for your survival since not a hair will fall from the head of you. And when he had said these things, he took bread and gave thanks to God in the presence of them. And, and, and when he had broken it, he began to eat. Then they were all encouraged. Remember that people had stopped eating. But we see that Paul, he's standing up and said, Man, you need some food. And he took bread. Paul did not just take bread. He broke the bread. He did not just break the bread. He gave thanks to God. He did not just give thanks to God. He ate in the presence of them all. He laid by example. Church, I want to tell you, when storms comes, lead by example. The best way to lead people is not to tell them what to do. It's to do what you want them to do. Lead by example. I remember when I was a young boy, my mother, we, we, we cook on open fire. So my mother, I always watch my mother. I was about seven to eight years old. She's cooking food. In Malawi, the way we cook is different from how you cook. Here, you just go into the fridge and take in the microwave. We cook every day. So she, she will prepare some firewood and put a pot, and then maybe she'll put some uh, potatoes there, onions, and then she'll put um, uh, tomatoes. And, and I was watching her very closely. And then she'll take a, put some salt. And then after that, she'll stir the pot. And then she'll take a, a small spoon and say, I want to test if the salt is good enough. So she would test the salt. I said, Mama, what are you doing? I said, she says, I'm testing the food if the food is well cooked, if the food is good. I said, okay, that's good. And then she, when she finishes put, doing that, she'll take the pot and put it somewhere. Maybe she'll go out of the house and then I'll sneak in that kitchen with a big spoon. <laughs> and I'll open the lid of the pot and I'll start eating. And when my mother comes and says, what are you doing? I say, I am testing the food. <laughs> she was, I was following what she was doing. 
So church, when problems comes, the best way to lead people is lead by example. Lead by example. Let's move quickly here. On verse 20, on verse 23, and therefore, um, on verse 23, for therefore stood by me this night an angel of the God to whom I belong and whom I save, saying, do not be afraid, Paul, you must be brought before Caesar. And on verse uh, 31, Paul, uh, Paul said to the centurion and the soldiers, unless these men stay in the ship, you cannot be saved. You know, the people wanted to kill the prisoners. They wanted to run away. When the storm came, the captain wanted to kill the prisoners so that they can escape from the ship. But Paul is standing up on verse 31 and saying, Unless you stay, no one will be saved. Church, I want to remind you, if storms comes in your life, don't run away. Don't run away. Running away from a problem is not a solution. It's a way of creating more problems in your life. I have seen some families, some, some families, they are breaking away. They say, I cannot do this anymore. I am fed. I am done. They, are, they want to run away from situations. But church, I want to tell you, running away from a problem is not a solution. It is a way of creating more problems in your life. Many times when I'm preaching in Malawi at our pastor's Bible Institute, I always say to these pastors, when you start these churches, when someone comes to you and say, I want to join your church, I was at this church, the pastor of that church, he makes me sleepy. He preaches with jeans on the pulpit, without a tie and a jacket. You should say to that person that men, we have more problems in this church than the church that you're coming from. If you were sleeping at that church, you'd be in a coma in our church. <laughs> if your pastor wears jeans on the pulpit, sometimes our pastor wears pajamas here. <laughs> Running away from a problem is not a solution. Paul said, unless you stay, no one will be saved. Sometimes we want to run away even from our churches, even from our relationships, thinking that's the best idea. But church, I want to tell you, don't run away. In every storm that you're going through, there is victory. And our victory is not in a man. Our victory is in Jesus Christ. Our victory is in Jesus Christ. Paul is finishing up by saying, why, should, why we don't need to run away? Why should we not run away from our trials and testings? Paul said on verse 25, Therefore take heart, men, for I believe God. Paul stood in the midst of them saying, man, I believe God. When storms comes, what a great statement to say. When you're going through difficult situations, church, I want to tell you one thing. Don't trust yourself. Trust God. Paul said, of course, 
Our lives is in danger. We have a big storm. But there is one thing that I know. I believe God. Trust God. Don't trust yourself. Don't trust this church, man. Don't trust your pastor. He can disappoint you. Don't trust me. I'm cute, but don't trust me. (laughs) But there is one you can trust. There is one who doesn't disappoint. There is one who we need to put our trust on. His name is Jesus Christ. Trust God. I don't know what storms you're going through right now. But there is one thing I can tell you. Trust God. Trust God. What are you going through? Is it sickness in your life? Paul said, I believe God. May I call Pastor Van to come forward to close ourselves today as we trust God today. <clears throat> Thank you, Yohani, so much. It makes me think of Psalm 46.1. God is my refuge and my strength, never present help in time of trouble. Why don't we stand together? And uh, Yohani, thank you for your ministry. God bless you. I'm going to ask Sean and Yohani to head back to their table. I know that some of you know Yohani and Sean. You'll want to greet them. Others of you will want to introduce yourselves with our heads bowed. What is your problem today? And are you trusting God? He is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in time of trouble. Casting all our cares upon him, for he cares for you. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him, and he'll direct your paths. And you ask God to strengthen you in your faith in the midst of your trouble today. And so, Father, thank you for this reminder of the mighty Apostle Paul in the middle of extreme circumstances, absolutely out of his control, and yet he looked to you, and you spoke to him, You had a word for him, and you have a word for us today. Help us to be steady in this world. Help us not to allow the circumstances of life to overwhelm us, knowing that you are a good shepherd and you guide your sheep. Father, thank you for Johanny and Sean. Please bless them. Please cover them and protect them. Abundantly meet their needs, we pray. Help us to be a part of that. In many different ways, in Jesus' name we pray, amen.